0: April 22nd through today, Sunday, April 25th of 2021. So yeah, um, here's the thing. I know I talked about on Monday after I got my COVID vaccine, how I was good. I was feeling a little sick and then I was okay until Thursday morning and I woke up with some cold symptoms, um, which is a known side effect of getting the vaccine, not a huge deal. Um, definitely fine. Just, you know, using DayQuil and NyQuil and I was just exhausted. Um, I also that day, uh, started training for a new job. And so it was just like a perfect storm of exhaustion. So I would train for my new job until like two or something in the afternoon and then sleep until like 7 or 8, no um, no outline prep, nothing. So something had to go, and unfortunately, guys, it was you, um, because I needed the sleep and I need the new job. Um, so that's where I've been. Uh, this podcast is going to be a little strange because I've only prepped Thursday, um, because really today is the first day I've really felt like myself again. I did a little bit yesterday, um, but because, like, I had pretty much been sleeping for three days straight, I needed to take care of a lot of house stuff, and so I'm a little bit unprepared, but I know most of this stuff uh, like most of the events that happened. So we're going to do a little bit more of like a peek behind the curtain while I search through things, um, to let you know what, what was going on. So that is where we are kind of at at the moment. Um, we are going to get started with the Belgian Royal family. So let's go over to Belgium. On Thursday, there were a couple of different events for King Philippe. So first he held a digital conversation with a doctor of economics who wrote a book about the pandemic, um, the Belgian economy and the recovery efforts to the economy. So of course we all know this is kind of universal. The pandemic has of course affected our day to day, um, economic situation. And Belgium is no different, so um, I am sure there will be books upon books upon books written about um, this pandemic and what it has done uh, to the economy. So I would love to have heard that conversation. Um, And then also on Thursday, King Philippe held an audience with um, the Deputy Prime Minister for the Walloon government. Uh, The Walloon government is the... French speaking government in Belgium. Um, and then this person is also the minister of work, training, health, social action, and equal, equal opportunities and women rights for, um, the region. It's not really a region. It's like a community. I don't understand it. Um, so that was on Thursday. And then on Friday, um, Queen Mathilde took part in a painting workshop, um, or she visited a um, painting workshop to a uh, psychiatric center that offers care to young people um, called I Think Area Plus. Um, and is a psychiatric care center throughout Brussels. So that looks kind of cool. Um, and then over the past two days, there has been nothing. Um, let's take a quick peek at their calendar. If you can hear me clicking, I'm obviously using my computer and I record on my computer. So sometimes you may hear like a click every now and then because I'm tapping. I'm trying to just tap, but sometimes I forget, um, and, like, I recognize that I just did that, so I apologize. But let's see. It looks like there's maybe nothing scheduled. Oh, nope. There it is. Um, so scheduled, they have events scheduled for Tuesday and Wednesday as of right now. Um, we'll see if that, I'm sure there will be some pop-up stuff and audiences throughout the week as there normally are. Um, so that's what was going on in Belgium and now we are going to go ahead and move on to the UK. In the UK, um, Thursday was still official mourning period for the royal family, so it was still relatively quiet. Um, there were a couple of events on the court circular. Um, so on Thursday, Queen Elizabeth and Boris Johnson held their telephone audiences. Typically, these have been held on Wednesday, and I'm sure they will go back to being on Wednesday. But oh, Wednesday was the Queen's birthday, so maybe that's why. Um, I'm not sure. So then, so that was Thursday. Um, and then also on Thursday, the Duchess of Cambridge held an early years meeting. So those were Thursday's events for the British royal family. And then Friday was Prince Louis's third birthday. So we got a new photo released from that. It was really cute. He was on a bike on his way to nursery, which is like in the UK. Um, it's like educative daycare. Um, so it's all very like, um, preparing little kids to start uh, school. So he started his nursery this week. And so on the first day, his mom, the Duchess of Cambridge, took a picture and it was the release for his birthday, which is adorable. Um, And it's pretty common for them to start either, um, for most kids in the UK to start nursery, like between two and a half and three, um, I guess is the start of the winter, they, the UK was still in a pretty strict lockdown. So they may not have had nursery start then. Um, and so he started after the Easter break, um, So that was Friday's event, and then I'm going to check the court circular for Friday. I know there were a couple of things. Um, I know the big one is that the Prince of Wales was holding meetings with Commonwealth leaders, and that was actually shared this afternoon on their social media account, Um, and it's ahead of the COP26, which is a climate change um, summit. It'll be the 26th one, um, and I'm not sh- quite sure when that happens, but he met with, uh, the president of the Republic of Rwanda, um, and heads of government for, uh, Antigua and Barbuda, bar- uh, the Bahamas, Belize, Canada, Dominica, uh, Grenada, Guyana, Jamaica, St. Christopher and Nevis, St. Lucia and St. Vincent and the grenadines. Um, and like I said, that was ahead of the, um, climate change. So I want to share the tweet as well. Um, so the Prince of Wales has held a meeting with Commonwealth leaders from the Caribbean and Americas ahead of the, um, something and cop 26. Um, and this is one in a series of regional commonwealth roundtables in which, uh, his Royal Highness is engaging on in partnerships with public and private sector leaders. Um, well, that's, and then there was like a little mistake. Um, so that is what was going on on Friday. And then, uh, yesterday, well today and yesterday, um, it is Australia and New Zealand, like it's Anzac day, which I don't quite remember what that stands for. So let me see here if it is, no, it's not. Um, so it, it recognizes Australia and New Zealand. Um, Uh, Australian and New Zealand Army Corps, Army Corps. so it recognizes the contribution that the Australian and New Zealand armies have had on the world. Um, and so that was recognized by all the social media accounts, um, and then today representing the royal family, uh, the Princess Royal was um, at a service for um, at Westminster Abbey. So overall, still pretty quiet, but I expect this week to pick up. Um, We have Will and Kate's 10th anniversary is this week. It is on Thursday, so I'm hopeful, I'm cautiously optimistic. There will be some sort of recognition of that, Um, but I don't know for sure. So that is what was going on in the UK. And now we are going to go ahead and move on to Denmark. Busy few days in Denmark as well. Lots of things going on, including a weekend event, which are fairly rare. Uh, that's kind of going to be the theme of this. That's why I'm rapidly moving through things because there was so much um, that it's going to be hard to focus on like any one thing because I allowed myself to get too far behind. But we'll finish this episode and pick up right where we left off and have normal episodes tomorrow. Um, so, Thursday, Crown Prince Frederick sent a pre-recorded video message to the Foundation for Entrepreneurship Conference. Um, And Crown Princess Mary took part in the launch of the State of the World Population Report hosted by the UNFPA, or the United Nations Population Fund. and then Friday, let's see, we have to go to the Danish royal household. So like I said, I'm kind of going through, um, I had the outline ready to go for Thursday. Um, and the episode that I was going to record for Friday, but, um, now I'm playing catch up. So on Friday, um, Queen Margrethe and her sister, Princess Benedikte uh, visited the opening of a museum focused on the royal, like royal history, Danish royal history. Um, and so I'm just kind of scrolling through the pictures because they don't do, um, super easy write-ups. So there are, Two new exhibitions, um, Christian, V, King warrior and the anointed of God. I think we've talked about that one before and possibly the, um, Queen Margrethe's embroidery collection and also some of the things that she has done, um, because Queen Margrethe is, just super creative and that's what she does with her time is like a lot of creative things. Um, so lots of different exhibitions there, Margaretha gave a speech um, to open the museum. It overall just looks like super lovely. Um, and then also on Friday, uh, Crown Princess Mary participated in the opening of Research Day 2021, um, where the focus was on, um, so Research Day is a science festival, um, and it was launched focusing on a new school program called Climate on the Menu, um, where the focus is on food waste, um, climate food and, or climate friendly foods and things like that. Um, so that's really, really cool. I would love to have learned more about this in a non-exhaustive state that I was living in over the past few days. Um, and then also, so this weekend, so today, um, Queen Margrethe and Prince Christian attended a church service um, at a church near Friedensburg. Um, And so this is part of Prince Christian's confirmation preparation. Um, So part of his preparation is that he, of course, has to attend church. Um, And so he and his grandmother went to the church. Um, and I think this parish priest is maybe, oh no, okay, um, the royal confessor, um, was there at this service. And so, because he is the one kind of leading Prince Christian's, uh, confirmation preparation, he, that's why they attended there today. Um, and so, like, I, I've talked about this before. Um, so Christian's confirmation will be on May 15th. I'm fairly certain that Danish media will live stream the event. Um, and we'll see if anybody is able to attend. My guess is pretty much that n- no, uh, there will be no foreign royals there. But I do expect, you know, like, obviously his grandmother and his parents and siblings to all be there. Um, so that was the weekend, (laughs) the past four days in Denmark, and now we are going to go ahead and move on to the Netherlands. was another one. It's been pretty quiet over the past couple of days, but Thursday and Friday were both busier days. Um, so Thursday, King Willem Alexander visited the stadium location for the 2021, which was supposed to be 2020, uh, Eurovision Song Contest being held, um, in Rotterdam at, on May 10th of this year. So last year, uh, the Netherlands was supposed to host Eurovision, which is, if you're not from Europe, this is super hard to explain because we have, like, if you're in the US or um, really anywhere else that isn't Europe, Eurovision is kind of like, A space and time when the entire European community comes together to watch all of these song performances. Um, So it's kind of like the Olympics for musicians, but only European musicians, kind of. There are some Middle Eastern countries included as well. Um, Like I think Israel is in there. Um, I'm sure there are other ones, but those are the only ones that I can, the only one I can remember. Um, and so because it's being held in Rotterdam, it's anticipated. I don't think it's confirmed. It is anticipated that the royal family could be attending. Um, however, King Willem-Alexander wanted to visit the location where the, the, um, stage and everything is being set up. Um... And so that was on Thursday. And then he also visited the university in Delft, uh, focused on hydrogen energy. So that was a super informal visit. Like, I don't think they shared photos or anything from that. Um, but of course it is on the calendar. And then while he was doing all of that, Queen Maxima was holding, um, bilateral meetings with government representatives from Togo, um, focused on digital financial services. So of course that is in relation to her work as the UN secretary general, special advocate for financial inclusion and development. Um, and then on Friday. So, um, the first thing is King Will Alexander and Queen Maxima together attended the opening of the King's Game Games at a school in Amersfoot, um, and so this is a, a way to make. The upcoming King's Day, um, which is uh, April 27th, which is King Willem-Alexander's birthday, um, the whole of the Netherlands is basically, like, it's a bank holiday, which means that everything is closed, um, and the whole country becomes this, like, party central, typically. Um, And so... This is a way to like include kids into that and make it um, inclusive for them because it's typically like a more um, drinking heavy kind of day. Um, there are a ton of kids' activities too, but part of it is in relation to this, um, and so. Th- Every a lot of schools um, participate in the King's Day, and I think it's pretty normal for King Will Alexander and Queen Maxima to visit a school that's taking part. Um, it's just a really fun, different event. Um, I think what stood out to me is just like how relaxed everyone seems because like we're no longer, li- I mean, we are, but like, it looks like we're no longer living in a pandemic. Um, but also we've adapted enough that like, we can hold these events in a more relaxed way because we know a little bit more than we did a year ago about COVID. Um, and so it just looks really fun. It's also the first time in seven months that William Alexander and Maxima have done an event together. Um, the last thing they did was in September. So that's also just really fun because of course, like we're in the middle of a pandemic. I get that. Um, but it's more fun to see this the interaction and things like that. So that was Friday's big event, but there were some smaller things happening on Friday as well. Um, so it does look like King Will Alexander is starting to hold meetings with the um, informers of the government formation, um, so the informer is responsible for, one, conducting, like, negotiations between all the different parties, um, but also kind of bringing the summarized version of events to the king to just, like, keep him up to date on what's happening. Um, so that also happened, And then the last event is Queen Maxima um, visited a specific region that I'm not, uh, it's the Gildares Valley region um, to talk about the labor market in the region and the effects that COVID has had on the labor market there. Um, So this is part of like her COVID work. COVID specific working visit, but also uh, in her role as a member of the Netherlands Entrepreneurship Committee. So that was Friday and then there was nothing um, yesterday or today. So let's go ahead and check one more spot. I just want to see what's coming up. Um, so it looks like the biggest stuff is of course the King's day that is happening on what day is his birthday? Tuesday. So Tuesday is going to be a huge day for the Dutch Royal family. Um, there are a couple of big events that day. So we'll talk of course more about that when we get there. Um, but for now, let's go ahead and move on to Norway. <music> kind of expected, but also a little bit busier than I would have expected for a typical Thursday Friday combination from the Norwegian Royals. So let's see what we've got here. Okay, here we go. The 22nd, um, King Harald, Queen Sonja and Crown Prince Akun all took part in an audience with the foreign minister. seems like this is a pretty common Thursday occurrence for the Norwegian royal family. Maybe not all the time, but definitely more than every other week. I would say like three or four. It happens a lot. Um, And then King Harald sent a digital message to the Norwegian Society for Nature Conservation um, for their annual meeting. Crown Prince Akun participated in a digital, uh, sent a digital greeting to the Young Researchers Competition. So that is all, um, no, th- we're still, we're on Friday now. Um, so those two things, the digital greetings were sent on Friday. Um, also on Friday, King Harald held the weekly. Minister, uh, Council of State meeting, so the cabinet meeting, and Crown Prince Akun was also present for that. Um, and then it looks like that is it. So, okay, relatively busy, but kind of still the generic Thursday, Friday events, just with a couple of digital greetings, um, popped in. So, I think this might be, um, the first time King Carl, well, it's the second because he sent one for Easter. I'm like the first time he sent a video message, but it's the second because he sent one for Easter while he was still on sick leave. But since he's been back, it's the first time we've seen him not, um, doing like official behind the door, behind the palace door things. Um, so that's exciting. So those are, it was a pretty quiet weekend in Norway, which is fine. We're going to use that time to catch up. Um, and now we are going to move on to the Spanish royal family. the country that I am probably most sad. I didn't get to talk about, um, the days that the events were happening and now I have to like rush through them. Um, particularly Thursday's events. So on Thursday, the entire Spanish Royal family. So, well, most of them. So King Felipe, Queen Letizia, the princess of Asturias, and Infanta Sofia were all, um, present for the launch of the new, S 81 submarine um, in the like, um, near the water. It wasn't actually in the water. It's a very confusing thing because this thing is not actually, the submarine is not going to go in the water for years still, but it is officially baptized and ready to go um, in the official ceremony. So this is the first S80 series submarine for the Spanish Navy, um, for the Spanish Armada, and this submarine's godmother is the Princess of Astoria, so of course she was present, and then her parents and sister were there to support her, and also because the event wasn't in Madrid. Um, so they sat through the ceremony, um, it was adorable you guys. So I remember a year ago, I think I was doing this podcast, but I don't know if I ever talked about it because I thought it was ridiculous because they're children. Um, but at the very beginning of the pandemic, like a lot of Royals and their kids were seen doing like video messages and the Spanish Royal family were like the last ones to do that. Um, they were the last ones to show their girls in relation to the pandemic. But then after that, like these teenagers have become the like hardest working royals out there. Um, they have surpassed most royal children in terms of engagements. Um, Leonore has had her own engagement now at this point in the past year. So I don't know, just like props to them because they're doing a great job and they're, they're teenagers. I mean, Leonore's fifteen and Sophia turns fourteen in a few days. Like, they're doing great, um, and it was just really a really fun event. Um, and I think my favorite part. So you know how when you christen a boat, maybe you don't know this, but like if you've seen movies or anything, you christen a boat and you pour or um, knock like a bottle of wine or champagne onto the ship to like christen it. Um, well, that happened and it was a bottle of wine and like the way they did it, um, for Leonore to do was she cut a ribbon, um, that had the Spanish flag colors, which are red, yellow, red. Um, so she cut the ribbon and then the bottle just like smashed onto a plate type of thing on the sub, on the submarine. Um, And the pride in her parents face because she cut a ribbon was hilarious. I loved it so much. It was so cute. Um, it was just a really fun, different event. Um, and again, I love the Spanish Royal family because they are, Spain is kind of pretending this pandemic isn't happening. It's not all of Spain, but like they're carrying on very much as normal. Um, And so not every event is focused on the pandemic. and. Like this was just a super normal royal pomp and circumstancey kind of event, and I loved it. Um, so that was Thursday's event, and then on Friday um, is I don't know if it's World, but it, definitely in Spain it is um, Book Day or uh, Dia del Libro, which is Day of the Book, um, and it's very much focused on Miguel de uh, Miguel Cervantes, who is a famous author, he wrote Don Quixote, um, and he, I think it's the anniversary of his death. I think he died on April 23rd. Um, and so they celebrate with the Cervantes Institute as well as different, um, organizations, day of the book. Um, and so that was what was held, on Friday that King Felipe and Queen Letizia attended. Typically there is an award ceremony for the Cervantes prize, um, which is given to a Spanish language author every year. But I think the winner of this year's prize is in ill health. And so they weren't able to do a traditional ceremony at the university it's always held at. Um, and so this was like a substitute for the day of the book celebration. Um, so that was Friday. And then it seems like it was a pretty quiet weekend. Let me make sure that it was a quiet weekend. I'm 99% sure it was. Um, yes. And then they, uh, it's like a half and half kind of week. King Felipe is super busy. Queen Letizia is not super busy. Um, so it's just a normal kind of week for the Spanish royal family upcoming. So with that, let's go ahead now and move on to the Swedish royal family. (laughs) I know we've gone a little further than I would like to have. I apologize. Um, We're just going to finish off with the Swedish royal family. I'm still going to power through and talk about these events pretty quickly. Um, So let's get through this, I think. Um, So on Thursday, um, I think Thursday was the last day of events. So we are, on Thursday, uh, King Carl Gustav took part in a digital meeting for the King's Birthday Fund for Youth in Sweden. Um, Queen Sylvia held a meeting with Ombudsman for Children. Um, Princess Sophia was also in that, which is amazing because she gave birth like four weeks ago. Um, And then Queen Sylvia also took part in a board meeting, a digital board meeting with the organization Mentor Sweden, which we have talked about. It's an organization that partners um, professionals with young students who might want to go into that field and teaches them all about the uh, day to day and then Crown Princess Victoria took part in a meeting with a peace and conflict researcher at Uppsala University to talk about Ongoing conflicts in the world, um, and this is part of, like, I think her prep to be monarch in terms of really getting, um, honed in on the foreign relations side. Um, and then last but not least, uh, Prince Daniel took part in a steering meeting with Generation Pep, um, which he will do pretty frequently, so let me make sure that I'm not missing anything from, um, from Friday. So let's see. Uh, Nope, there were no events on Friday. Um, It does look like it's a fairly busy midweek for the Swedish Royals. And then King Carl Gustav's birthday is on Friday, and I know last year um, they did some things. Let me see. Um, It does look like there is a small amount of things that will be happening. Um, So we'll talk about all of those on Friday, but for now, I'm going to end this podcast because it has gotten very long. Um, Please check out TheDailyRoyal.com, The Daily Royal on Instagram, like and review this podcast, And when I record tomorrow, we'll be back to normal. Have a great one. Bye.